I'm Ginger. And I'm Dutch. Klingberg shoots, blocked, it's out of the zone, into the neutral zone, eight seconds left, Buckley Goodrow after it, shoots wide, right of the open net, time ticks down, the Lightning with the Stanley Cup, they have reached the top of the mountain, they are the Stanley Cup champs. Wow, that's all I can say is wow, what a job by these guys. All right, folks. Welcome back for another episode of Ginger and Dutch here on the Ginger and Dutch podcast. This is episode 25, and we appreciate everybody tuning in, sticking with us. Uh, we enjoy uh, having you aboard and enjoy you here tonight, as I know you'll be missing the comedy show between uh, Donald Trump and uh, Mr. Joe Biden tonight and tuning into the Ginger and Dutch podcast. Dutch, I'm going to bring you in here. 25 episodes in. Did you think you'd make it this far? Six months, six months almost. Though uh, it's, uh, it's it's been a good haul uh, with us with a minor break. Which you know what? Listen, we're having a blast. I'm enjoying it. I, I love the fact that uh, we got some cool things to talk about. Stanley Cups over. Uh, NFL talk. That's what we're going to talk about right now. But oh man, oh man, I zero and three for my Minnesota Vikings. I, I don't even know where to start. I. I don't can't remember ever since I've been a fan. I can't remember them starting off so so poor. Yeah, let's get been, into it. It's been a tough uh, tough start, but uh, thanks to all of our sponsors, uh, Maui Jim Callaway Golf for uh, being a sponsor, and make sure everybody if you're following along, um, subscribing on Apple Podcasts and following along on social media at Ginger and Dutch One, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Dutch calamity and commotion. There's tons of commotion happening in the NFL, and there's tons of calamity here. So let's start with the good, because uh, I know you're going to uh, have a breakdown moment again with your Vikings there. But uh, 3-0, and tons of teams still alive. Buffalo, Pittsburgh, Green Bay. We got uh, Seattle looking sharp, Tennessee, the Chiefs, and uh, the surprising Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears 3-0 and after pulling Trubisky. Halfway through the game, Nick Foles comes in, saves the day. Um, mark it down. I'm telling you right now, they'll be the only 3-0 and team. Well, maybe not the only 3-0 and team, but the Bears will not make the playoffs. Listen, they played the Lions, the Giants, and the Falcons, which we're going to get into and rip apart the Falcons here pretty soon. So, there are some great looking teams. The Bills, what a what an epic comeback after letting it all slip away against the Rams. Josh Allen coming out party, as I said last week, was going to happen. The Steelers are for real. Mister Aaron Rodgers, you got to think that the NFC, uh, that's your new favorite in the NFC with the Green Bay Packers. I believe at least um, with Seattle. Don't get me wrong, Seattle and Russell Wilson are taking them to high levels, but. I don't know if you watched the Monday night football game last night. I don't even know why they're going to continue to play because the Chiefs look unstoppable. It looks like they're playing high school teams out there, and uh, he's worth every penny, Mr. Mahomes. Yeah, there was an absolute um, breakdown. You know, you had the, the Baltimore Ravens at home, primetime Monday night football, and 
it was just an absolute breakdown. They dismantled them right from right from the get go. The only reason why the game was even somewhat of a game after three quarters was because the Chiefs just stopped themselves uh, with the fumble by Chris Thompson, uh, going for it on fourth and one from midfield, a missed field goal by Butker, and a missed extra point. Um, it was never really even a football game when when you started to break it down. Yeah. The only reason why it was what it was was because of those mistakes by the Chiefs and um, a 93-yard kickoff return. Other yep. than that, um, offensively, it's the same old story with Lamar Jackson. To me, it's uh, take away the running game, and he has not proved from the playoffs to um, deep in important regular season games that he cannot beat teams with his arm. He needs the dynamic running game of Ingram and Dobbins and schemed up by Greg Roman. And without that, I don't think he's a strong enough passer to, he may be able to make him to the playoffs, but I don't think he's going to cause much disruption in the playoffs with just his arm. Yeah. We said that with uh, preseason talking about it and why he wasn't where we thought he was as far as the, the MVP and, it's it's Michael Vick esque. Uh, sooner or later, these all these amazing coaches they just they they shut down what what has been working and prove to me you can throw the ball just like everybody was saying. Oh, Josh Allen, prove to me that you can throw the ball and can do that. Well, I don't know about you, but I'll take the first three weeks of Josh Allen over the first three weeks of Lamar Jackson all day, every day, right now. And I think you're only going to continue to see it. Uh, um, evolve with with Josh Allen and you always talk about his progression man oh man um, he just seems to, to to have it right now and we got something special brewing up in Buffalo here yeah I, I don't want to get too carried away but you know he's looked sharp a uh, couple uh, easy opponents early on but you know you can't blame somebody for their opponents as I was always say yep. but um yeah, this is another another big week on the road here against Vegas. You got some big big games coming up, um, playing two of those undefeated teams after this Vegas um, game. So I would love to see them, you know, handle their business in Vegas, be four and zero, and then you've got back to back games against the Titans and the Chiefs, who will be either three and one or four and zero themselves. Uh, that would be kind of cool to me to, you know, that would be your your litmus test. You've got the uh, the Chiefs and the Titans who are in the AFC Championship game last year and you've got them in back-to-back games so I think we're going to know here in the next three weeks whether you know if if this is a Buffalo squad that truly can contend for uh for a Super Bowl or if this is just a Buffalo squad that's going to win the AFC East and win maybe a game in the playoffs or lose in the first round and be you know what the Buffalo Bills have been in the last couple of years here so sure and and you know what I'm sure we would take four and two all day long no matter which team they end up winning um, it just it, it's nice to see a three and zero, and if you could somehow somehow manage to be five and five and one, then uh, they'll be they'll be the talk of uh, one of the big talks of the AFC for sure. And you know what? Listen, Big Ben's looked really good too uh, in his uh, his return, and and Steel Town and the defense they're they're going to be solid. I I I have a feeling we're gonna uh, we're gonna see that black and gold rise up in the playoffs and. Uh, Maybe, but maybe the Bills will get a crack at them this year in the playoffs again. Yeah, and not the, again, and the, but you know what I mean. Yep, the Bills are playing uh, playing them late in the year again, yep. coming up this season like they did last year uh, on that big Sunday night game they had last year together with without Big Ben, obviously, and that's a big difference. Big Ben's impressed me coming back here. 
Yeah. Doesn't have the best of weapons, but um, just seems to be managing the game and doing what he needs to do to win the football games with a great defense. And um, yeah, he's got to me all the tools to uh, to win a few games in the playoffs. But Dutch, I gotta disagree with you on the Bears. I think three and all with the extra playoff spot. Um, you know, you're gonna get the Lions one more time. Uh, I think you know they're gonna get the the Vikings banged up here. I think they'll have just enough to squeak in. I'm not saying they're going to cause much disruption or, or, you know, go ahead and win 12 or 13 games here, but I think they can get to nine wins or 10 wins with this hot start and squeak into a playoff spot again. I got him eight and eight uh, at this point in time. And I, I can't remember where we had him earlier. We had him way back down at maybe five or six, I think for both of us, but we'll see. Uh, I like their decision. They've already made pulls the, the starter and, and I like their decision. Um, what about the zero and three starts? You've you've got a you've got a big big chunk of them. Does does anyone in the zero and three category have a chance to right the ship? You've got zero and three Denver, zero and three Houston. We already talked about the New Yorks; they're just horrendous. We've got the Atlanta Falcons, just the disaster, and uh, and of course the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, you know what? I I think out of all those teams, Ginger, I I, I think Houston. You know, they've got a huge game this week. They're actually playing the Vikings. And if they take down the Vikings this week, you know what? Maybe the Vikings can start tanking for Trevor, <laughs> for Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Houston could rip, uh, you know, three in, a, three in a row off is, is the way I'm looking at it. And then they would get a big, you know, tough week seven matchup. Uh, you never know. Yeah, it, I think I think you nailed it. I think the team that wins that football game is the team that's going to have any hope. When you start to break it down, Denver's just too decimated. Lost Darrell Casey again today. Um, you know, that's their fifth or sixth starter now um, gone onto IR. The New York teams, like you said, are a waste of time. And uh, the Falcons, well, yeah. Yeah. They've got, they've got a chance here in the next four or five games. This is a, a tough one against Green Bay. If they can win against Green Bay, which is I think is unlikely, but if they can... They've got a little bit of run. They got the Panthers, uh, I think, twice. They've got another cupcake game on there. So they can make a little bit of a run here, but um, they have to beat Green Bay here on Monday night to uh, to have any sort of hope. So I'm sticking with you on this one. The winner of the Houston-Minnesota uh, game will be the only team out of the uh, teams with no wins that has any sort of hope or prayer to come back and salvage their season. Yeah. And I truly think it's Houston. And, and, you know, as I was saying about where they could rip off three in a row, they, they only really have green Bay in a, in, in the next stretch. They've got a huge favorable schedule. They've got the Jaguars, the Browns, the bears, the Bengals, the lions. They still get the Colts twice. They, they, they can turn it around, but it all starts against the, against Minnesota. Minnesota showed some life. Listen, you know, Dublin cook tried to put their, uh, put it, put it, the entire team on his back. Justin Jefferson had a, had his little coming out party as a, as a rookie and, and looked phenomenal, but they're just, their defense is just not, not decent enough. And, you know, the bend, but break is, is, is bent for sure. You got Skowski kicking six for six field goals, three fifty yarders. Anybody say he's uh, washed up? I highly doubt it because he helped me win my fantasy this week. So uh, yeah, it's going to be a tough goal. I think, uh, I think we can start tanking, as I said, for, uh, for Trevor Lawrence could be uh could be the way to go. Yeah, or Mr. Fields, another good quarterback there that they'd be able to grab and, and build around for sure. So, yeah, great little segue into uh, young quarterbacks. 
what do you think, Dutch? We we've been watching football here for for many years here, and this is something that that you know I've been talking about for the last two three years of of you know when's this next crop of quarterbacks coming out? When are we going to see? Um, you know, the next five or six quarterbacks make their stay for so many years there, we were looking and, and we, you know, you started, like you said, with Vic and, and you had all these quarterbacks come through Chad Pennington's and, and all these quarterbacks and, and nothing, nobody ever seemed to develop and take it to the next step. And for, for so many years we had to, and we're still watching them now in, in Roethlisberger and, and Drew Brees and Brady and, you know, this crop here and, and we had Manning there for a while and they just hung around and hung around and hung around. And, and we always wondered when the next crop would be. And I always used to say, you know, the NFL's in some serious trouble here because all these college quarterbacks seem to come out and they never did anything. All you ever heard was, oh, they're, they're just not NFL ready. And, and um, you know, they could they couldn't make the, the jump to the pro game. They weren't running a pro system in college and and blah, 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 blah. It just seemed like excuses to me. But are we not here now with the next crop of young quarterbacks, Dutch? Well, it's a hundred percent. It it's all changed, and the the, the college game has has changed. I don't want to say significantly because they still do a lot of their, you know, with the the option, of course. But they're all here. You've got Murray, you've got Allen, you've got Burroughs. Whether we like Jackson or not, you've got Deshaun Watson. All of these guys are still there, and, and it is a quarterback league. So you can, as we've been saying, and you can see all these guys. You you got Dak who's who's really turned the corner and you're gonna somebody they're gonna have to pay him some serious coin um, after this year because I know he's only on a one year deal, but some of those old guys you know obviously Patty Mahomes is 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 a young guy too but some of those other guys are still shining as well right I mean you look at the stat lines right now and you look you look at Rogers um, he's you know he's already thrown nine touchdowns no picks to start the season you've got uh, Patty Mahomes in the same category. Your boy Josh Allen, he's ten and one, and then the big guy Russell Wilson, fourteen touchdowns to start the season in three weeks. They're all good. Yeah, those other guys are starting to disappear. You know, I think Breeze, this this could be all she wrote for him. But the young bucks are here, and they're here to stay, and uh, it's going to be strong. There's some there's some great pedigree in this uh, in the quarterback system right now. Yeah, and and I think you know you talked about the college game, and what I think is has emerged is, is that the college game and the NFL game have finally come together for so many, so many years. Like I was saying there is that all you heard was, you know, Oh, the, you know, he's coming out of USC, like a Matt liner. There's, there's the perfect example. Oh, he's coming out of USC. He's, he's running a, a pro system. He's pro ready. He's ready to go. Um, Andrew Luck coming out of Stanford. Oh, he's running the pro system. He's ready to go. He can come in. And you would you would see all these quarterbacks drafted in the first round, second round, third round, and then they would just fizzle out. They they would nothing would happen, or you know they would play in these games, and all you would hear about on the telecast is always oh, a rookie quarterback, and he hasn't seen these defenses, and they're going to dial him up, and this and that. And what I've seen over the last two years is that from your Kyler Murrays to your Josh Allen's to your you know your Joe Burrows to your Lamar Jacksons, okay, a little bit, but Deshaun Watson, that that. These NFL offensive coordinators have finally started to integrate what these guys are doing in college and then putting it into their system and, and, and molding the two systems together instead of just saying, no, this is our system. It's a pro system. This is what we do. And you got to learn it. And it's going to take you two or three years to learn it. Now they're just saying, okay, we're going to spread the field wide. We're going to go out a shotgun. We're going to, um, 
do the run handoff stuff and the play action pass stuff and, you know, the read option stuff. And, and you're going to throw the ball 50 times, 40 times, 45 times, 61 times like Joe, Joe Burrow did on a couple Thursdays ago. And yep. you're going to learn that way. And I think it's absolutely spectacular to see because I think there's a lot of guys over the years that could have been successful that got pushed down because the NFL coaching, in my mind, just sucked. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Speaking of NFL coaching that sucks, I'm going to segue over now because I'm ready for a little ginger's garbage. I've been holding this in Dutch for a couple weeks here. I'm going to go on an absolute. Time to throw out the trash. Welcome to ginger's garbage. Rant. Dan Quinn and the Atlanta Falcons. I know I've been struggling with my picks. They're the reason why I'm three, five and one respectively. I should be five, three, even one if they can hold on to a goddamn lead. Dan Quinn should have been fired last week. Come on, man! You're you blow the twenty-eight to three lead in the Super Bowl. You've got twenty-six to ten lead over the lonely Chicago Bears. All you've got to do is hold on against Mitch Trubisky. I don't even know how many point lead it was against the Cowboys the week before. You're a defensive coach, Dan Quinn. Get some goddamn players in there that can play a defense that can hold up and let up less than 30 points a game. I know the scoring's up to an all-time high in the NFL, but come on, man. Get your act together. You lose this week to Green Bay, you're going to be fired in my mind. It, you should already be fired. Dan Quinn, the Atlanta Falcons, you are Ginger's garbage this week. And I want to throw in a Dutch's dog because I can't agree more. They're going on for fire his ass. They haven't been able to fix things since the Super Bowl debacle against the New England Patriots. Well, Dutch, you cooled off a little bit uh, on your picks. Yeah, back to reality. Back to reality. One and two uh, this past week. And, of course, uh, that's because the Falcons uh, sucked out or else I would have been two and one. Although I'm, I'm pumped. I I'm still remain perfect on Monday night. So for all you gamblers that, that sucked out through the week, just remember, I had 3-0 and so far to start the season on Monday night for a total of uh, a 6-3, and so over our nine picks. And like you said, Ginge, you know, nice to see you get above 500 this week, uh, get you back to 3-5-1 to and one respectfully. Um, and as we said, it's a long, uh, a long season. So with, without further ado, and by the way, we get the pick. <laughs> we get the pick <laughs> because it is a Monday night game. We get to pick the Atlanta Falcons against the Green Bay Packers. So... Um, you won two and one this week. So why don't you uh, lead us off with your picks? For sure. I'll lead you off here. And I'm going to start uh, with the, one of those young quarterbacks that we just talked about. And that's Kyler Murray um, going up against Teddy KJB, Teddy Kid Bridgewater, uh, Matt Rule. Congratulations on your first NFL win. You're building something solid there in Carolina. I've got some confidence in you. But uh, your time is just not right now for the Carolina Panthers. The time right now is for Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. I'm taking them. I believe they're on the road, but I'm taking them still. Minus three and a half points. Uh, I think they easily win by four plus points in this football game. My second pick, they're just not going to fall to one and three. I just can't see it happening. I know he's slowing down by the looks of it. Um, Doesn't have his number one target. Hopefully he can get his number one target back. And if he does, I really like this pick, but I think they win anyways. Minus four points. 
Uh, could be up to four and a half on some sites right now, but um, I got it at minus four. The New Orleans Saints versus the Detroit Lions. I'm taking the Saints minus four. Even if it's minus four and a half, I'm still taking it. Monday Night Football, I can't throw Ginger's garbage out and then turn around and take the Atlanta Falcons. I know it's ballooned up. It started out, I think, at six and a half or seven, but it's ballooned up to seven and a half, I believe, now. But the Green Bay Packers are going to win this game by double digits. I've got no confidence anymore in Dan Quinn and the Atlanta Falcons. (laughs) They can score some points, and they've got a dynamic offense, even without Julio Ridley is doing exactly what we thought he would. He's turning into Julio. Um, Matt Ryan's a great quarterback, great offense, but uh, I think that the the, uh, the Golden Bears in the New Market Flag Football League could play a better defense than uh, the Falcons right now. And I'm taking Green Bay minus uh, seven and a half on Monday this night. Is, this, this is going to be fun. Uh, we've got a good battle on our hands because I disagree. Because believe it or not, I have two of uh, – your picks and I got them going the opposite way, but I want to start with the Dallas Cowboys at home minus four and a half over the Cleveland Browns. Listen, Dak Prescott's leading the league in yardage and he's just starting to come around. I know he's uh, got carried away with a couple picks, but I, I love, I love what he's doing. I, he carried them last week. Cleveland's beat on two awful teams. They've they're They've had their two victories on two awful teams after getting trounced by Baltimore. So I think Mayfield's a showboat. I, I don't think Odell Beckham even cares about playing football right now. He just doesn't look interested at all. Um, Dak's going to continue to put up the yards, and I think he's going to find the end zone multiple times this week. I'm taking the Dallas Cowboys minus four and a half over the Browns. Your Cardinals, you want to talk about Kyler Murray? Well, listen, I want to go the other way here. I've got Carolina plus three and a half on home, at home. I will take that. You know what? You look at you look at where they were. I think the Panthers are Panthers are improving each week. Mike Davis filled in pretty admirably for uh, Christian McCaffrey. Yep, he did a good uh, job. Yeah, he had eight catches out of the backfield. And you know what? Teddy KGB is proven to be a solid quarterback once again. I think it's going to be a field goal game. I'm not saying they're going to win, but I think Carolina is going to cover three and a half. And as for your Monday night game, as much as I want to agree with you, I love the fact that it's seven and a half points. And if we didn't say, you know, big Quinn was trying to save his job, this is it. He's got it all on the line. I think they're going to keep it close. The Packers have given up 30 points, 21 points and 34 points respectfully. And we're talking lots of yards. They're not, their defense hasn't really done too much. Now, whether you can say they've had to or not, they've had some blowout victories or not, whatever it is, what it is. I think it can Atlanta can score. I'm calling a shootout. I think you're going to see something like a 33-27, and the Falcons get a little backdoor cover here, Ginge. Well, this will be an interesting week because uh, it'll be put up or shut up for me. I could be uh, pretty far behind after this week if I can't uh, you know, be successful and take two or three here and uh, climb back into this. But, uh, yeah, let's see how it plays out. we right got on. some uh, conflicting re- reports. But um, <laughs> to end off uh, – our little NFL chat here, Dutch. I've uh, seen some stats come through, but aren't you enjoying um, the NFL's finally found a way to get what they've wanted all along? 281 total touchdowns, 273 offensive touchdowns, 2,446 points in three weeks, the most in NFL history. 
nice to see, isn't it, Dutch, that we've got some offense, not some clutching and grabbing. I'm no, I'm, I know I'm a defensive guy, and I know I will get to defensive football. But you know what? It's September. We haven't had football here for a while. We've been in you know, a little bit of lockdown throughout the summer here and there. Nice to have sports back, and nice to see some points being scored and put up on the board here, no? Yeah, record numbers, and and you said it last week with the with the the, the least with not a lot of penalties. They're they're letting them play. They're letting them uh, get tangled up, and and you're seeing it. And the quarterbacks are shining, and and that's uh, that's why they're the position. That's why they're the highest paid spots in the league, and they're uh, they're putting up, and and that's really what what it's all about. And I really really am enjoying it. Uh, the prime time games have been great so far too. Uh, it, we're in for a good season. We're in for a real good season. Uh, let's hope. Uh, let's hope it's not a disaster. Um, in the next month or two uh, down south, I know it's already. Uh, they're already struggling, and we're kind of going a little bit backwards here in uh, in Ontario. So let's hope uh, we can finish this season off nice. I mean, we're early, so let's uh, let's hope it continues. Yeah, and let's hope our listeners enjoy some uh, some good week four football here, and yep. good luck to all their teams out there. And when we get back, we're going to, Ginger and Dutch are going to get into the Blitz. Got tons of good topics. Stanley Cup, NBA Finals starting, MLB Baseball tonight. And, of course, another good week with the Ginger and Dutch golf picks. We'll do our golf picks and review last week's. So, folks, when you get back, we'll catch you out the Blitz, and we'll catch you on the flip side. I cannot believe these guys picked me to do their next ad. They're lucky they wrote me something to say, because if it were up to me, I would expose them for who they really are. They think they can talk NFL football? Look at them. One guy has red hair and glasses and cheers for the Bills, and the other guy has ears the size of Dumbo and is a Vikings fan. Give me a break, guys. Fantasy football? They know nothing. I am a back-to-back champion and own their league. Ginger and Dutch? More like a loser and sucks. Oh shit, did I just send them this ad? Ah, well. You are now listening to the Ginger and Dutch podcast, where real-life sports passion meets real-life sports talk. Here comes the, here comes the, here comes the, y'all don't really want it like Here comes the, no, here comes the, all right, listeners, welcome back from a little segment there from the Ginger and Dutch podcast. As we always do when we get back from break, we're going to hop into the Blitz. So enjoy the Blitz here. We're going to start off with our first topic. Gary Bettman, kudos to you. I was wrong. We've handed out a cup. And we've also handed out the cup to the team that Dutch had all along. Dutch, your Tampa Bay Lightning bring it home for you, pal. February 9th, my friend, February 9th, this boy made the bet. Uh, it was nice to see a championship. You know, I think the best team over the last couple of years uh, finally uh, won their cup. Listen, they were the best team last year. We all knew it. And they got uh, ambushed by a, a Columbus team and they really learned from it. And NHL did a fantastic job. And, and, and Gary Bettman, uh, I know he still would have got booed, <laughs> booed uh, if there were fans there, but they did a great job inside the bubble. The, the, the hockey was great. Uh, it was a well-deserved championship. I think Dallas played them really tough. But, um, yeah, I'm pretty happy. I, I got a little bit of gloat. And that's the first time in a few years that I've, I've, I've made a futures, uh, a futures pick and, and, and uh, made some good shekels off of it. Yeah, and um, 
just the NHL's luck, really. Uh, you know, this is a league that just can't seem to get any luck. They they go ahead with this bubble thing, they pull it off, and they get the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Dallas Stars. I know, I know. You, you know, you come up to Canada, and you you know you the the best Canadian hockey season that we've had in a while amongst you know Calgary and the Leafs and Edmonton and Vancouver and you know Montreal pulls off the upset in round one and everything's shaping up nicely that you know hey we could have a team uh, you know a Canadian team or two here in the the semifinals and hockey all summer and you know everything's looking all fine and dandy and and when it all sh- plays out you get you know that and then not not knocking either of those two teams because they were the best two teams in the bubble there was no doubt about that yeah just not doubted, a good market yeah just not a good not a good market and then to end it all off you got game 6 and you're up against the shield Patty Mahomes and Lamar Jackson <laughs> yeah. on, on Monday Night Football. Uh, the ratings, I haven't seen the final numbers come through, but I can guarantee, as my man Gord Downey would say, I can guarantee that those numbers are not going to be uh, too hot. No, nowhere for, near. For, nowhere for game near. six and the Stanley Cup Finals. Half of America probably didn't even know that the Stanley Cup Finals was on. They were all glued to that TV and watching the football game, for sure. So it was a shame. It's unfortunate, but um, good job to the, the entire Tampa Bay crew and, and, and all the players there. I mean, they look banged up, even though it was, no, it was a shortened season. It was nice to see, uh, nice to see them uh, uh, celebrate just like they would have, really, if, uh, if there was fans and if it was a nor- normal year. And, and you know... Um, I can't remember who said it. I don't know if it was uh, top of my head. I can't remember who the the announcer was, but this could have been the hardest cup of all to win. So you're going to put an asterisk on it. You're, you're crazy to put an asterisk on it for those guys to be away from their families for that long and, and to grind it through. Um, Well-deserved. Yeah. And I think, you know, you're looking at it and I was looking at, um, you know, their cap situation and who they got under contract. This team, uh, you know, this has been the best hockey team here in the NHL for the last five years. 97, 94, 113, 128 would have been 100 plus points again this year um, if they would have played 82 games. And they still got Kucherov, Stankos, Point, Palat, Johnson, uh, Kalorn, Paquette, uh, Hedman, McDonough, and Vasilevsky all under contract here for the next two, three years. Is this this is not a this is going to be no joke? And I think now that they've got over the hump, we could see a little two, three, four year run here from Tampa, uh, where they may pull a Chicago or a Pittsburgh and win a couple cups. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. They're they're locked in. They can do all that without uh, whether you agree or not. They're uh, they're arguably their best player and their captain, and they could they could make that run. Buckle up, NHL. They're going to be around, and uh, they're here to stay for the next couple of years for sure. All right, NBA Finals. Uh, you got half of it right, Dutch. I know you were you were set firm on uh, on your Celtics Lakers. I think you wanted to just relive your childhood and uh, go back to the old Celtics Lakers Finals. But uh, Eric Spolstra and the uh, cast of Merry Men and Misfits from the Miami Heat. Um, came up some stars were definitely born on this heat uh heat run here tyler hero bam Adebayo, um duncan robinson what more can we say uh the the heat are here and and i know we've talked about it off air if they can grab uh Giannis in the next year or two uh 
just like you said about Tampa. Um, down in Florida, it could be another um, Florida session down there, and the Heat could be a force to reckon with here. Yeah, and you're, you're funny you brought that up about the childhood thing. Yeah, I, I, I part of me really wanted to see that, but it just looked like the Celtics just, just didn't have enough gas in the tank, and you are right, and I wanted to touch on Tyler Hero. That's a good Kentucky boy, correct? Mm-hmm. It just, is. Just absolute lights out. And uh, I know I said the word or, or the, the phrase already um, today earlier, but coming out party for him, phenomenal. The, the kid, w- we watched him live uh, down in Toronto last year and before COVID happened. And the, the kid can definitely shoot, but he, I, I, I saw a lot this, this last series and in this postseason. Uh, He's forming into being a, a a star, and you know he'll be an all star, and he'll be here for a long time. I, he's got all the pedigree, and how do you go wrong with uh, with Jimmy buckets? Giannis is the favorite to there, or Miami's the favorite now for Giannis. To the Giannis, there's no no way he he's not going to go there uh, to to make this big run. They're going to come up short. We're going to get into this right now. They're going to come up short. LeBron's going to. As you as you want to say, you know, is he is he going to shorten the gap here? Or do you think he's going to cement his place at the top of being maybe the best ever? And you've got a crazy stat that you're going to throw it here in a second. But the Lakers are going to win this series. It, this is LeBron's championship this year, and don't be surprised if this is the same uh, same NBA championship next year, though. Especially if uh, if that big move happens, uh, the Heat are going to be a force. Yeah, and and I agree with you. You know, as much as we were pumping up the Heat's tires, um, LeBron, LeBron genuinely swept his way through the uh, through the West against some pretty stiff competition. You know, uh, Portland, thank you very much, done in five. Houston Rockets, James Harden, thank you very much, done in five. Uh, Jamal Murray and Jokic, uh, thank you. You guys have been playing hard. You've uh, really impressed. You're done in five. The Miami Heat, hey, you guys are great. You're uh, you're playing tough basketball. Thank you. You're done in five. Um, this man's on a mission. Possibly one of the best athletes to ever be put on this earth at this age uh, to do what he's doing now and to be doing it for that long. Um, I've always respected longevity. And hey, when you've made it to nine finals in 10 years, and I know you haven't won them all, and I know that's always the argument, and you can go back to one of our first podcasts, Who's the Goat? episode three on season one here on ginger and dutch if you want to listen to us go at it we don't need to do it again tonight on the blitz but uh nine finals in 10 years that's fucked i'm sorry that is just boggles my mind uh 11th finals period and he's gonna win number four here he's gonna win his fourth mvp and whether he is or he isn't the goat and if he isn't the goat this will shorten the gap and this has to continue to bring up the question that if I'm not the best in LeBron James, then you better be talking about it. And uh, I don't think his career's done until he continues to shorten that gap and maybe cements his space as the greatest basketball player of all time. Well said. Well said. You, uh, you've nailed all the key points on there. And it will be a short series. He's going to take them to the promised land this year. We're going to see our second big championship hoisted, which gets us to what? We're baseball the boys of summer. playoffs. The, the boys, boys of summer, summer fall, whatever we got. Love the shortened season. I know you did. I did. Um, can't believe the Blue Jays made the playoffs. We've got 
games left, right, and center. It seems like there's six or seven playoffs games now every night for the next little while. I know these are short seasons, but do you think there's anybody that's got a chance to beat the Yankees? I don't. All right. I, right. I do. I do. And I just, um, I know you, you know, we were talking back and forth about, Hey, do you want to pick it? Do you not? And uh, you know, I kind of shied away from it just because of the the whole three game series, which I love from a, from a viewer's perspective. Um, but I think this first round is going to be turned upside down. And I think you saw it tonight. I know a team that, uh, that you really like that I'll let you get into uh, one right off the hop on a team that I thought could make a run in the twins. Uh, but I think they may be cursed, lost 17 straight playoff games. And, uh, you know, get into it for us, Dutch. I know you're, uh, you're a big ball guy. Your, your son's, uh, you know, going at it hard and just made a, a big team and made a big jump for, for his, uh, you know, short little ball career. So congrats to mini-me Dutch there. And uh, here, let us know about uh, what you think here on the MLB side, Dutch. Yeah, well, you know us. What I want is obviously I want to start just with the Yankees. Listen, they're healthy now, and 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 how do you not go? They're they're just they're going to bomb their way right to the right to the finals. I don't care if this first uh, this first series is short. You know, with guys like Voight and Judge and uh, Lemayhew, Stanton, they're they're just gonna, they're already up eleven two in the game they're playing right now. They're gonna they're gonna dust Cleveland. They're gonna march all their way through to the uh, to the championship surprise team. I really like the Chicago White Sox, and 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 they they were the seventh seed. They're playing a young Oakland team that uh, that was a little bit surprising in this in this shortened season. But but I like the Chicago White Sox. Uh, um, Gialoto or Alito, as they'll say, he had a, he had a great game today. But they're coming back with Dallas Keuchel in in game two. They've got a real good lineup. No big names, but you know you talk you talk Brando, you talk Tim Anderson, Jose Abreu. They're quietly putting together a you know something special, and and I think they're going to beat Oakland. Um, I did have your 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 twins there, uh, and, and Houston just happened to to you know keep that curse alive with your twins. But I think the White Sox are going to make some noise. Um, but the Yankees are the team to beat in the AL side, and on on the on the NL side, as long as it's not the uh, as long as it's not LA, I, that's all I care about. I think the Cubs are going to be really strong. How do you not go wrong with? with that lineup with Hendricks and Darvish and Lester, like those three guys are all their pedigree is unbelievable. They're going to take care of business with the Marlins. So Dutch, can the Padres, um, can they make any noise over on that uh, NL side there? Yeah, I think they can make some noise for sure. They've got the Cardinals in a shortened series and I, I think they're going to take them down, which will get them into the LA series. I don't see Milwaukee having any chance against, uh, against the Dodgers. Um, there'll be a good series. You never know if they can pull the upset, but I, I do really think the Cubs on that side, uh, the Braves are just too banged up. They were my early, uh, my early favorites, but they're just too many guys are injured on that team. And you might even see Joey Votto and the Reds uh, pull a little upset in, in that shortened series. So I got the Yankees and the Cubs. I just think their pitching staff uh, for the Cubs is going to take them there, which is ultimately what I want to see against these Bronx bombers. But the Yankees are, uh, they're just, they just look just too strong. Too many weapons. Uh, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a New York Yankees uh, barf major league championship yet again. Well, I hope not. I hope not. I think there's a lot of young, exciting teams uh, that have made this, uh, like you said, this shortened season, and and I hope this first round just throws us right for a loop, and we can get some of these young teams, including the Blue Jays, in there, and uh, you know, getting some valuable playoff experience and. 
and hopefully making those next steps uh, to when we get back to a longer season because, as we know, in the longer season, the cream will rise to the top and, and things may shake out a little differently. Yeah, and then, you know what? I, back to the Blue Jays real quick because I know we talked about it last week uh, with the experience. They they played tough tonight. They they had their first game. They played tough tonight, and they lost a close one against Tampa, and that was without their uh, – Without the big boy, uh, they gave him an extra day off, and, and that was the talk of the town on the fan. And uh, Zigamanis was going on about it, and and you know why isn't he going to start, and does he need the extra day rest in, in Ryu, who we're talking about? But Shoemaker came in; uh, they did a valiant job uh, today. They did not give up too too many hits. It was a uh, it was a real close pitching duel. I think it was only like five hits for uh, Toronto, only four hits for Tampa. So the pitching was great. Just a couple little mistakes and. We'll see. Yeah, uh, if Ryu can pitch a gem uh, tomorrow, we could have a three-game series, and anything can happen in uh, in the quote-unquote game seven. So, yeah, and, and I think what uh, you know, everybody was, you know, the the Twitter world that we have is, you know, how how come we're pulling Shoemaker after three shutout innings, and you know, what would Jack Morris say if that were to happen? And you know, it, that's all fine and dandy to, to hide behind the com- computer and say something like that, but we're in a different world now with the analytics, and you know. You know, look at the Rays. They they started uh, bullpen guys, you know, right out of the gate for for a whole season, right? So, yep. um, hey, what it does allow you to do, I think, is is you know, can you can bring in Shoemaker in Game Three if you need him to. You can bring Robbie Ray back in, um, and allows you to just have a, a little bit more options there. And now you've got your ace pitching in a, a do or die elimination game. You know, you come out here and you you, you have Ryu get touched up in game one and, and he's done for the series. Well, your best pitcher is now done for the series. And now you're in an elimination game um, with Shoemaker or Robbie Ray or, or Taiwan Walker. I think in an elimination game, we got our best guy going and uh, let's push it to game three and see what can happen. Yep. Makes total sense. I, I agree. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fast and fierce. Cause like I said, there's just tons of ball on. And uh, I think tomorrow there's, I, I don't even know. I, I Last I counted, I think there's like eight games tomorrow, which is unheard eight, of. Eight games. Yeah. yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, all the way starting from noon all the way to 10.08. So if you're a baseball fan, tomorrow's your uh, tomorrow's your day to to uh, to be channel surfing for sure because at one point there'll be four games on at every single time. So I'm looking forward to tomorrow on baseball. And then, of course, we got game one of the championships. So let's finish this off with uh, with some golf top, uh, uh, golf talk. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Another awesome week. Yep, we uh, we hit it out of the park again in a little baseball segue there. Uh, two guys in the top five, Mackenzie Hughes, Adam Long, uh, third and fifth respectively. We had uh, T14 and a, and a 28th with, uh, with Kelly Kraft. Uh, so amazing. Uh, had a chance to get some payout for our listeners that put a few shekels down. Yeah. I thought we were ready to... Uh, Call our picks a little quit here, but uh, we got some feedback from the listeners. They want to keep coming. Some guys are making, guys and gals are making some money on it. So uh, not another, not a weaker event, but, uh, you know, um, a less known event in the Sanderson's Farm Championship. Dutch, lead us off with uh, this week's pick on the PGA Tour. Yeah, and I thanks for, for bringing that up with our, our listeners. You know, how can you go wrong? Golf is hard to, to pick, and, and we've been very successful with picking winners. I think it's uh, six of the last ten or – 11 weeks and we've had a bunch of top fives in there and, and for our listeners a reminder that you don't just have to pick the winners you can you can do an, an we call it an each way bet where you can get yourself in as long as they come in the top five and you can still 
earn some some good uh we'll call it uh as i always say shackles on it you know and i'm going to start with a, a long shot that i have this week who, who i think uh has a good chance to, to squeak in the top five with a a bit of a weaker field and that's going to be um good old green glove uh charlie hoffman we got him at 62 to 1 so just just for for the sake of it we'll just use we won't say dollars but 20 you get 20 if you go 20 on the each way it costs 40 whatever we want to call them 40 dollars whatever you want to call them 40 units 40 units 40 units it pays you 1240 dollars if he wins pays you 325 bucks off your 40 dollar investment if he finishes in the top five and if he wins you get both of that so you're getting 1600 bucks off of a 40 dollar bet i got charlie hoffman making the top five my stud of the week i don't know how you don't go wrong with him as uh sung jm runner up last year he's a lock yep. for top five he's uh he's gonna have a i'm going back to the well i think uh i think he's got a chance and my third pick, this guy had a chance last week. He was one of my picks. I think he had too many margaritas after the second round. He fired a 69, 67, a 66 on the final day with a whoopsie on Saturday with a 78. And that's Sam Burns. I think he contends here. And, uh, and I, think, um, I think you're going to see, I think I got two real solid picks here. And, of course, my dark horse with Hoffman. Yep, I think uh, Burns had one margarita, two margarita, three margarita shots too many on the golf course on Saturday. <laughs> Absolutely. So. Yep, but uh, yeah, some some solid picks there, and and uh, like that shed, get uh, get some units on there because uh, we're hot, folks. I'll start uh, from the bottom and work my way here. So we'll start with the the sleeper. You know, he's been uh, he's been solid here in this event over the last uh, two three years. Uh, three years straight inside the top 40, uh, two years straight inside the top 25, and that's Aaron Wise. All right. Not a big known name. He's going to be my sleeper here uh, this week, Aaron Wise. My rock steady top 10, top five pick of the week, uh, puts the ball, lights out, uh, I think is one of the better players in the field or the, one of the stronger players in the field, and that's Brent Snedeker. That's- uh, Brent Snedeker. You know, the old Sneds, I'm going to put him in there, so – uh, some good value there with Sneds. And then my big gun, uh, I would put him in the top probably five players for the strongest players in this field, and that's uh, Patrick Rogers. Been playing some good golf all year. I think he's going to show up and um, play some good golf this week. And and I got Patrick Rogers as my big gun of the week. Fantastic. So, listeners, pay attention to it. This is the Sanderson Farm Championship in Jackson, Mississippi. <laughs> there you go, Jackson, Mississippi. Ready for a PGA Tour event. Uh, just like we said, wasn't the biggest deal. But you know what? If we continue to have success, we're going to continue to give the, what the listeners want here. And we're going we're gonna to fire our picks off. And hopefully uh, there's some success uh, along the way here. Yeah, and, and shout out again. Uh, a few weeks back, we had David Hearn on. And another top 35 finish, I think T32 or T34. So he's out there uh, grinding it out, making some, uh, making some headway out there. So... Keep on uh, going strong, David. I know you're playing this week, so continue to play well. Keep crushing. Shout out last week to uh, to Mike Zigamanis for coming on, doing his thing on uh, lead off with Scotty Mack on the Fan 590. And I know we're, we're working hard, Dutch, you and I, on getting some real cool special guests. So stay tuned, listeners. Uh, we got some, uh, some cool guests upcoming in the next uh, few weeks here. As we always do on the Ginger and Dutch podcast, we're going to end it off with some closing thoughts. 
Dutch and the song. Oh man, you're making me do it again, of course. And you never, you always throw me for, uh, throw me for a loop here. Uh, what do I got here today? What do I got here? Oh boy, that's it. I got nothing. It's a, it was another great episode. I, I, all I'm doing is just trying to land another guest. I know you're working hard. Let's end it with a successful. Good luck to everybody with your football picks. Good luck in your golf picks. See you next time, folks. Signing off for the Ginger and Dutch podcast. We'll see you next week. I'm Ginger. And I'm Dutch.